Hello, we are back, fresh off a honeymoon with my wife. We had a great time. It was nice to refresh. It was nice to finally say I do to each other. You know, we had dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge our way through all these COVID protocols and guidelines. And my wife replanned the wedding like four times. We enjoyed the hell out of it, enjoyed the honeymoon. And I kicked the dude's head off in the middle of it. You know, got to do what you got to do. A lot is happening in the sports world. A lot is happening in our world. We'll talk all about it. I can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Obviously, you could let a lot of other things penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you're letting us do that, I am so, so, so grateful. If you enjoy this show today, feel free to tell a friend. If you didn't, just act like it never fucking happened. Let's get to it. I had a great week last week, and I'm, you know, now we get back into this week, and it's gloom and doom all over the place mm. for the sports world. I mean, college football, we've been saying this for a long time. Now, I don't like to be the guy that says, hey, I told you so, okay, because I feel as if when I speak normally, I'm right, okay, so I could be doing that all damn day if I really wanted to, but I mean, I've been wrong, obviously, plenty of occasions, plenty of occasions, but I feel like on a lot of stuff, I don't get enough credit for being right because how I deliver it is much more entertaining than how the boring people on TV talk. So Mm -hmm. what we've been saying this entire time about college football versus the NFL, we've been saying that college football probably not going to happen or not looking good to happen because the people that are ultimately making those decisions don't necessarily have to love football. Okay. Right now, if you look at what the Big Ten's happening, two of the presidents, uh, Michigan and I forget who else, are actual doctors. Okay, they're the presidents of the universities. They're actual doctors. Smart. Now, I'm not saying they, they are smart. smart book yeah. smart. Who PhD. knows if they're street smart, but they're definitely book smart. There are two different kinds of smarts. I've never read a book in my life. I feel like I could do pretty good in some situations, but I would lose in jeopardy for sure against those people that are book smart. But these people that are making these decisions for college football, I don't want to say that they all hate football because that would be quite a general uh, generalization and nobody wants to paint with a broad brush. Okay. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to do that, but these people don't necessarily have to love football. For instance, in the NFL, the people that are making the, the decisions on whether or not the NFL is going to happen, love football also are very much invested in the business of football. Let's go ahead and make this work. However we can, these college campuses that are guiding these decisions and making these pro- the people that are making these decisions don't, they're not in the football business. And I would argue that some of them probably hate, sports to begin with now that is a rude thing to say and i'm not saying that by person but if you look back on the war of football a couple years ago which was a very real thing who was it It was a lot of the academics it was a lot of the doctors that were obviously care about humans more so than anybody else and the future of these humans lives is not worth the the potential benefit of them playing now there was a real war on football and a war on sports for a little bit and who are those people those are some of the people that are going to be making decisions on whether or not football comes back this fall and nobody gives a damn about the sport unless unless their pockets are directly affected by this. And that's why it's been such an interesting decision. You saw the Ivy League go ahead and cancel it, what, like a month ago almost. Mm -hmm. Now the Power Five conferences that make a lot of money, a lot of their schools generate a lot of revenue from the football teams, a lot of these types of things happen. They've been delaying. They've been trying their best to kind of play zone defense, kind of pack the floor. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and see how we can do this. Let's go and let's get back to camp, uh, campuses. Let's get some workouts. Let's have the freshman workout with the freshmen. Let's do this. Let's do this. 
Let's put masks on. Let's have social distancing. We'll be able to make this work for sure. We'll tell the people at the beginning how many positive tests come out of our camp, and then we will stop doing that because the numbers are going to get a little bit alarming. But we are going to battle through. We're going to battle through. We're going to battle through. And now it feels like the decision that is being made by the people that aren't football people is finally coming down, and that that's college football is not going to happen. Now, the players, college football players for, I don't know, the last 30 years should have been a union. Okay, And people say that they should be a union strictly because there's a lot of decisions that get made for players that players don't have any say in because they're amateur athletes, right? They're student human athletes. And there's been a call for player unionization for years and years and years. And now with Trevor Lawrence, a man who doesn't have to play another college football season, going out and leading the charge basically about how we want to play. And then you got Justin Fields, another Heisman candidate. We want to play. And now you got athletic directors. Arkansas's athletic director says we want to play. Coaches are coming out and saying, we want to play. And I want to let them know, I love that they're coming together. I love that the players are coming together. I love that the football community is coming together. That's a beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, their voices do not count or matter. And the athletic director's voices don't even matter. Coaches' voices don't even matter. So the fact that the players are doing this, I love. I absolutely love it. But at the end of the day, it is not going to matter. This is not going to matter. And it's, it's almost like Kirk Herbstreit came on our show March 27th. And Kirk Herbstreit is a guy that we all like a lot. He's handsome. He's uh, very good at what he does. I love the man. He came on our show and said, listen, you might as well just go ahead and cancel college football. There's no way we have college football with the way the world is right now. And we said, Herbstreit, shut up. Plenty of time. Herbstreit, I don't need your negative BS right now, okay? I was just told by the government to lock it down in my house for the next two weeks at least. I just saw March Madness get canceled. I just saw an NBA game get canceled right before it started. And I heard horrifying yells from the fans in Utah whenever they were told to exit, they are safe, go home, and never come out for at least two weeks. Okay, Herbie, we don't need your negativity. But now here we are, what? three, four months later, and there is literally zero new information that we have about COVID-19, okay? We have no vaccine. We have no cure. There is allegedly a cure, but that person was told not to ever talk again, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's because they're wrong or if that's because that's not an accurate depiction. Now we're told that campuses are, students are coming back to campuses, but football teams can't play. Then you got the, the contradicting guidelines and rules of every other sport. The NBA, those guys are leaning and sweating on each other for what, 48 minutes? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yep. Leaning and sweating on each other for 48 minutes, getting tested every single day. Don't even breathe the same air as anybody else who's not getting tested every day or every other day. They have to put masks on immediately after, can't talk to each other. The MLB can't high-five, can't spit on each other. The NFL is going to be allowed to tackle players from other cities, okay, that live in other cities, but immediately afterwards, not allowed to sit next to uh, their own teammates in the locker room. It's just like none of it makes sense. But here we are, August 10th, just chugging along, and college football feels like it's not going to happen. Especially with college football. I mean, I saw this morning on GetUp, Hembo put up a graphic. It said the average Power 5 school will lose $78 million. So even with these like presidents and stuff, they might not like football, but don't you think for there has to be some thought, like, hey, we kind of need this for our university? So like, this is the ultimate grandstand moment here, right? It's like, uh, okay, $70 million. Or do we care about humans more than anybody else cares about humans? In the future of humans, more than anybody else cares about the future of humans. I mean, this is a moment where, and you're going to hear, I I didn't watch a lot of uh, Espen last week. My lady and I kind of disappeared for a little bit, you know. Uh, Now, granted, I was on Get Up in the middle of my honeymoon, and that was a conversation that was had with my wife and I, obviously. She did not love it. 
But she did not hate it either, though. She actually kind of was enjoyed by... I mean, I got a call from room service in the middle of my head with Get Up and somebody knocking on my door at the same time. So, and a phone... And I mean, there was a lot going on, so I think she enjoyed all that. But I didn't watch a lot last week. Was a lot of the pundits talking about how the players' safety and how the players are scared and the players, college players don't want to play. Is that something that was a narrative that was being spun? I mean, maybe a little bit, but it didn't seem like they were really hammering that home last week either. So is that why – I wonder why the players wanted to come out. I, and I would assume the players just want to come out and say, like, hey, we don't have a voice normally in this particular thing because we're college athletes. So the universities control when we talk. The universities control how we tweet. The universities control how we do everything. I just want to let everybody know that we want to play here. Like, we understand that there are – risk we understand there's inherent risk in the game of football and we want to play and i just i would just i'm excited to hear the reaction from the people on tv that were maybe out here talking about how the players are scared and players don't want to be this and the players don't want to be that if that was happening i don't know if it was the sure. pac-12 had the thing where like a couple players started the coalition but that was before your wedding that was a couple weeks ago and then it really wasn't until like last night or this weekend that the other conference players started to like really join into it it seemed like you know what the interesting thing is here you know we know nothing right now okay and i did a little bit of a dive there during my first reaction to this thing but if you go back to when that game in utah was canceled when mark cuban got that text message that the nba nba was suspended when march madness was uh, thought about being postponed and then it was canceled and then we were locked in our houses for two weeks and then it was a month then it was a month and a half then it was two months then it was will the mlb go into a bubble will the nba go into a bubble the afl comes back in australia gives us a little something and then soccer comes back in england and and rugby's coming back in new zealand and it's a, but we we are now at the point where any league could get shut down at any time the mlb could get shut down at any time and everybody would be like yep that's the right thing to do mm-hmm. some people would be like yep that's the right down, thing to do or not down. the nba could potentially if there is an outbreak there who knows what's going to happen i mean we know nothing about the world that we're currently in we know nothing about how to to beat this thing and we're four months into this thing and we're just sitting around hoping that college football happens when it very clearly will not be happening but i don't think this is going to change anything with the nfl other than the potential scheduling of games on saturdays which we Ooh. also talked about months mm-hmm. ago which would be awesome thursday night saturday night sunday night monday night nfl football i don't, I don't want to say i'm pumped up about it but it would happen if college football does get canceled well and it, it doesn't make sense because like you said i think we were operating under the assumption that they weren't separating football at all so they were just saying it's not safe for the students to come back so football can't play but now a lot of these people are they're moving students into dorms and even like some schools that are doing it a little differently it's like okay well only graduate students and freshmen will come in well how big is an incoming freshman class at a state school it's still massive well and then think about like for clemson for instance trevor lawrence is talking about this they're doing online classes only i guess until september 21st or something like that Mm -hmm. so you're gonna send those dudes home is that what's gonna happen because I mean, I understand you hear about stories from the NFL guys who come from very, very rough neighborhoods and tough conditions. Now, time's up by 10, because that's how many people in college that play college football, right? You got to remember there's such a small amount of people make it to the NFL, and you hear their stories, and you're like, damn, that guy came from what? He used to do what? And blah, 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 all that. Like, yeah, there's some incredibly hardship uh, situations that happen for a lot of college football players. A lot of college football players. I'm not saying everybody, obviously, can't paint a broad brush. But for, like, for the Clemson guys who come from, you know, neighborhoods that are not great, they're getting sent back in there. 
in, in, and how is the med- medical there? How is how is the social distancing practice going to be there? It's like, if, if do the presidents only care about what happens under their watch? So that saves them from lawsuits in the future? Or do they actually care about the student human athlete in the situation that they're coming from and going to and knowing that if they potentially go home, there's a chance that they, A, maybe never come back, or B, end up in a situation that they're not supposed to be in that could be even worse than this. So it is a wild scene in college football. And ultimately, people are going to make decisions to cover their ass now, cover their ass in the future. And ultimately, because they know nothing about the world that we're in, it all depends on who you get your facts from. Who You can get complete contradicting facts from two different places if you want to and if you only look at one place it's like okay this is the facts this is the world but then if you only look at this place this is the facts this is the world and then if you're smart which you should be by the way you look at both sides you're like damn nobody knows a thing i have no idea i have no clue what's right what's wrong all i know is if they have to put up plexiglass in the nfl locker room so guys can't actually look talk to each other or touch each other in the locker rooms and they're going to be able to go tackle each other 17 weeks or whatever I'm, I'm here for it. Whatever Can't numbers, wait. whatever numbers happy happen to make that happen, I'm here for. But obviously, I hope everybody stays safe. Okay. Twenty minutes after the hour, we have to get to a break. It's insane. Yeah, can't send them home. There's so much more to do when you're home than go online and Dude. do a class. Like, come and on. College is supposed to be a place where you 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 shape yourself. Like a lot of college athletes. If it wasn't for college football and college basketball and. and Baseball, lacrosse, not lacrosse, right? Because that's the whitest sport I've ever seen in my entire life. The the whitest privileges sport (laughs) I have ever seen in my entire life. Lacrosse, by the way, it's growing. Sport of the future. It's growing into richer communities, (laughs) perhaps. I enjoyed the. I watched some clips of the the finals thing. The the whip. The, the whip snakes, the, the whip, the snakes. drip snakes, back to back. Yeah, not bad, not bad. The drip snakes. Yeah, but I'm talking about for college athletics. When I got to WVU and I met some of my teammates, I mean, man, that was that was a crash course in life and how it could be. And a lot of those guys obviously didn't make the NFL. And a lot of those guys, I assume, went right back to the same streets. I mean, I have I have probably four ex teammates that are currently incarcerated for numerous charges. Five, five, four, five, maybe six. I haven't really kept up with enough. I mean, it's just not great. There's a real world out there that exists where a lot of these guys come from that they're trying to escape and get out of and bring others alongside them. And if you just think like, yeah, can't be on campus, let's send them back in there. It's like, are you really helping them? I don't know. Are you helping yourself though from a future lawsuit? I guess for sure. Because if 10 years down the road, we found out COVID-19 is just an absolute savage on the body. I mean, which we don't know. We have no idea. Could be. We have no clue. None. Here we are four months later. Stay in the house two weeks. We'll figure it out. Four months later, we still have no clue what's going to happen with anything. But we'll keep chugging along. 12 days until I get the soul out of it, man. Today's show is brought to you by Lisa. Lisa Mattress is a, the mattress that I'm laying on currently uh, next to my lady and our pit bull and Sharpay. Chuck the Corgi now sleeps outside the room. Locked out. Still inside the house, outside of the bedroom. But he can kind of run and shit and piss wherever the hell he wants, just outside of the bedroom because he gets a little bit bossy with the bed and where he puts his ass out on the pillows and stuff like that. But I can't blame him because when you get a chance to sleep on a Lisa mattress, you take advantage of it. This is the most comfortable bed I've ever been on. And this bed showed up 
at my front door in a box. That box was unpacked in less than five minutes, and whammy, the best mattress I've ever slept on is now in my bedroom, thanks to Lisa. That's what they do. Lisa took this car salesman aspect out of the mattress shopping business. No longer do you got to go lay on. No, you can't now, obviously, because quarantine, which is good news. New bed can come. Probably wearing out your bed right now, whether it's making love or just laying on your ass, doing whatever you got to do to get through this whole thing. New bed can come in a couple of days, bang, in a box to your front door, unpack it, put it in the bedroom. You got the most comfortable mattress you've ever had. And for right now, you get up to $200 off and free shipping at lisa.com. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com. It'll be worth it. It's changed our entire sleep. I mean, it's really good stuff. Lady, do you agree? Love it. She loves the mattress. See, lady, she's obviously a lot lighter than I am, smaller than, I'm, than I am. You would think, oh, no, the bed won't be able They did all the studies. They did all the science. It's great for all body types. Just like this show. Oh, smooth transition, winning awards for that type of stuff. Joining us now is a man who is a longtime NFL quarterback. Now he dominates the screen on ESPN. His hair looks stupendous. His mouth says some things that are dumb every once in a while, but usually very, very intelligent. Former teammate of mine, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN legend, Dan Olofsson. Oh, look at that. Hey, Hey, you had one piece off this morning on Get Up, and the boys and I were talking about it. Sometimes I do that on purpose, just to have like a little, like a little curl that'll dangle somewhere. So you, when you've got this, like, easy. Oh my God! What's the shirt? Who are we? Who are we plugging here on the shirt? Oh, uh, this is Goff. Jared Goff's shirt. Uh, his foundation. You think he's good at football? I do. Really? Kind of ruined the Rams, didn't they? Whenever they paid that guy. Uh, I would say paying other people it had more impact you know and also not making a first round pick over four years hurts you a little bit but um <laughs> i think golf is super accurate super accurate he'll be fine dude he was a lot better than people said last year a lot better their offensive line stunk jeez yeah Damn, we're friends with some of those offensive linemen one of those offensive linemen was the first guy in the nfl to get coronavirus <laughs> maybe get off their ass right. a little bit of that it was a glazer bomb out of nowhere he- oh, he got he got coronavirus after the season. Well, we don't know. We don't know anything about coronavirus, but that leads us to this point. Let's talk about it, Dan. Heard you this morning on ESPN on Get Up talking about the college football season. We have been saying here for a couple months on this particular show um, that the people that are making this, the decision for college football aren't necessarily people that are 100% football fans. I, I mean, these are people that uh, they have to look out for the rest of the campus. They got everything else yeah. going on. Football is kind of on a back burner as opposed to the NFL, which only cares about the business of football and football. In your eyes, the players saying hashtag we want to play means nothing, but I like that they've come together. Do you see any chance that college football happens? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, I do, because I think that there are – we've all kind of detailed the economic impact, right, and the reality of what those things are. Um, there's already presidents coming out from institutions – saying, oh, I support the we want to play players. Like there's already presidents, the president of Wake Forest has already come out and said, 
All right, well, I'm with them. The, the athletic director of Arkansas has come out and said it. The head coach of Arkansas has come out and said it. And so here's my thing, Pat. <clears throat> I'm not a doctor, blah, blah, all that. <laughs> a lot of the evidence, a lot of the data says cases are not incredibly impactful to that age group, right? That's just what the CDC has told us, the, the 18 to 24-year-old age group. So if you're going to cancel the college football season, if you're a Power 5 conference, it has to be for a reason other than just cases. You've got to get some medical information that says it's not necessarily the coronavirus right now, but the impact it will have on you and, and potentially your heart 10 years from now. If you get that medical information then this isn't a conversation. Like this is, we're done, you cancel the season. But if you, if you are just basing it off of, well, infection rate, then yeah, I think there's going to be conferences that go, we're going to surge forward because NBA has, Major League Baseball was done 10 days ago, they're staying afloat, PGA Tour has, KBO Baseball has, UFC has, now they all have gotten certain bubbles, but they've all made it work in some capacity. So I think these conferences will look at it. And unless there's long-term information that comes available, they're going to play. Dan, we're two guys who aren't doctors, but <clears throat> let's talk about is it, if it is the 10 year effect. Okay. And they're like, well, we don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. If people get it, how long are they going to cancel everything then? Cause what, we won't be able to find out what the 10 year effect is until what? 10 20 30 yeah <laughs> so i i don't know how i don't know how this works and and you're a lot more optimistic about it than i am i think because the, the presidents they have to cover their ass the people that are making these these decisions have to cover their ass completely for future lawsuits right. current lawsuits any everything like that and i don't know well, how, how they get it passed i don't know how they do what it. happens if what happens if the players who are part of the we want to play movement sign a sign a waiver that says you know, oh. uh, I, I, but what happens, like, that's my thing. Like, will they do that? Will this new player power do something like that? Because I get both sides of it. And I, I texted you this morning. It's not as black and white as a lot of people are making it out to be. This is very nuanced. And there's a lot of unknowns to it. <clears throat> my thing is this. If there's going to be a medical expert that comes to me and tells me, we have this data that tells us there is long-term heart complications or issues tied to the coronavirus then you then your the, the answer is an easy decision for these conferences we don't know what that would be obviously in the future but then if you can't if you're not going to tell me that then why am i canceling because the cdc data tells us that the cases Duh. aren't incredibly impactful dan dan you got to remember people are getting all their information from either right here or right here and th this information by the way is completely different than what this information is given out right here it is insanity right now what's going and on and that's where the ncaa has been a complete and utter embarrassment forever oh, oh you're talking about right now forever oh just right now <laughs> but like oh forever my, oh, i asked now. this this morning how does one conference have this medical expert and another conference have another medical expert like what happens if I don't agree with that person or I don't agree with that person? Like what happens if these medical experts disagree? Who gets to make the decision? And so I think that's been an utter failure. I, listen, there's also this, and I got a lot of flack for this, but the players have spoken out and said, dude, and if I was an 18 year old kid and I had eight hours a day of freedom, I'm gonna make a lot of stupid decisions. Oh yeah. I'm gonna make a lot of dumb decisions. And so I think a lot of these kids have realized like, dude, 
the structure that we get, the time management that we get, the forcing me to do things that I want to do, like that's healthy for me. That's why these kids were seeing want at least some form of a season or football structure. We had a source here in Indianapolis because this is where the NCAA headquarters are. <clears throat> we have a couple sources that potentially own the properties that the NCAA own. And we have been told that there was a lot of activity over the last day or two at said headquarters. So I assume that Mark Emmert and the NCAA and their medical people and their advisors are trying their absolute best to figure this out because of how much money is on the line, but also having to think about the potential optics of it if they go back, but one conference doesn't. Because Big Ten and Pac-12, they're make they're saying things and they're doing things, right? And the Big, right. the Big Ten, I guess they had a vote. Dan Patrick came out this morning and said one of his sources said that they had a 12-2 to 2 vote not to play. And the two that said yes were Iowa and Nebraska were like, we'll play. The other 12 said no. And I assume that would be presidents as opposed to athletic directors because athletic directors are like, yeah, let's, hey, let's figure it out. Presidents are like, let's do it different. It seems like there's mixed messages coming from everywhere. From your world in the ESPN world, because you're around a lot more people that have sources deeper than us. Is there a chance that one particular conference potentially plays and another conference doesn't? And how does that affect everything? Absolutely. I think, Pat, I think there's the chance from what I've heard that there might, like, Iowa and Nebraska, they might get pulled into the Big 12 then if they want to play. Like, oh. you know what I'm saying? Their presidents might go, we'll go join this conference for this season. Or if the Pac-12 votes no and, um, <clears throat> I don't know, USC wants to play or Oregon wants to play, can they join the SEC for a conference? I absolutely can see that being a situation. So, um you know, th th my question is this for the I want to know why I want to know why you are voting no season. That That's like there's needs to be way more transparency right now. And if I'm a parent of a kid, I want to know why as well. So, dude, I think I, I think we could see uh, in the next 48 hours some very interesting things happen. I don't because the SEC, I think the SEC is going to do everything they possibly can to play. Um, well, it's and different. It's better. It's different. that are appealing to them, that are in conferences that aren't playing. I could see them going, come join our conference for a year. And then what happens after this year? And then you know, and then who knows? And then yeah, but here, here's the thing, Pat. <clears throat> and you know this. I'm, you did games for a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I can count on less than that finger, one finger. How many Power Five coaches I've talked to that want to be a part of the NCAA? This could be the beginning of all these power five Here programs. Go. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Now the Rock's going to have competition because the XFL yeah. is now going to have to compete with institutions that already have stadiums, already have facilities, already have everything, already have fan yep. bases. So the XFL was about to have a resurgence. Yes. No. With $15 million purchase. But I've said, and we've been on, you and I probably have been on the same side of this thing for a long time. If those dudes could figure out how to make it a business, they would go into business for themselves immediately. And the NCAA, 100%. The NCAA, and that's what they want. And the, they don't trust the Power Five coaches. Most of them don't trust the NCAA. Can't. Don't like the NCAA. Can't. They want to be on their own. And so is this going to be the thing that kind of is the genesis of that all? Because what happens if the Pac-12 cancels and Oregon plays in the SEC? And Iowa and Nebraska play in the SEC. And all of a sudden, 
and they pull it off and it's a success, they're going to sit back and go, hey guys, this is pretty heck good. Why are we going to do, keep doing what we've been doing? It's pretty good, isn't it? Mark Emmert's a stooge. We don't have to deal with that guy. And also, by the way, we can recruit uh, what, on Saturdays in the middle of certain days? And also, if we yep. get a guy, maybe we get him a car. We could still pay him a little bit. We can run this thing as a business. And all. Yep. I don't – that's a massive ordeal, okay? That is a massive ordeal. But unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. Mm -hmm. If this is what's going to make that happen, now we're staring down a whole new world. And do you think the presidents that are potentially voting no, who might not love football, have even that type of forethought like, oh, we might lose our entire operation here? Absolutely. I, I, you know, but that, but here's my thing. Do those, I think the question for the presidents a lot is, or, or is this, that do you want the burden of the financial, um, the financial hammer that's going to get dropped 60, $70 million? Or do you want the burden of potential lawsuit down the road? Like that's, I think that's where these presidents um, are being forced to make a decision yeah. potentially with the information they're gathering. But at the end of the day, their leadership is very cowardly. Oh, it's very cowardly. Wow. No, it is. Damn. You either have information that is telling you you should not do this or you don't. Hey, I like it. You just called a bunch of people cowards, and I, hey, I'm all about that type of thing. You just going out there and spinning, especially with that hair day that you're having right now. You do what you got to do, Dan. No, that's me being honest. Like, you either have the information that you sh that the that that on your heart, the best decision is for the players not to play or you don't. Like, and, and hold on. And I, th I talked about this, and I think you probably feel the same exact way. Like these Clemson guys who are only doing online classing, and Trevor Lawrence uh, um, kind of uh, hinted at this. You've been in a college locker room. I've been in a college locker room. That was quite an eye-opening experience about what life could potentially be like for humans that grow up in America, right? A lot of my teammates, a lot of my teammates in college, whenever I was first introduced to them, they would explain to me where they come from. I got a chance to go back to some neighborhoods where my guy, a lot of the guys come from and see it. And it's like, all right, so now you're taking people out of the football organization that they potentially could change their entire family's trajectory. Right now, you're sending them back into these neighborhoods, back into these situations, and there's who knows what's going to happen. Will they be socially distancing? Probably not. Is the medicine right. there anywhere near where it should be? Probably not. Is there going to be right. things to do now that could potentially get them in trouble? As opposed, probably. I mean, there is a lot of that goes into it. Like, do you care about the human student, human athlete, or do you care about the potential uh, covering of your ass for down the road? I mean, there is a lot to grandstand on here, and people are going to have to make this decision. Dude, Pat, Kylan Hill, who plays tailback for Mississippi State, great player, great kid. His tweet this morning said, I don't want to go back to my hometown. I know what's there for me. I know what th the people that are going to be around there. I Like, that's a real thing that a lot of people aren't talking about. A great player is telling you, I need this. I don't want to go home. It's not good for me there. Like, there's a lot of kids who go to college to play college football and choose where they go to get away from those very things that they know will hold them back. And so, uh, and Justin Fields, and maybe it's not directly to him, but he said, too much work is put in. And I always bring this point up. A lot of these kids haven't worked for six months. They've worked for 10 years for this. So if you're a senior and you're a kid that's going, I'm a, I'm a second round pick right now. I want to become a top 10 pick. I need this year. I need this year. Or, or Dan, even more so, a guy who's probably not going to make the league, chance right. to make the league. I mean, that that's even more. Second round and first round, those guys are still making money. But there's a lot of True. people that in their last year, their senior they, – they, I mean, there is a lot on the line here for the student human athletes. But, hey, 
You never know what's going to happen with the COVID. Here we are four yeah. months later after a two-week hiatus at the house is what we were told, and we still don't know a single thing about it. What's up, Ty? Uh, Dan, given like what you said about Kylan Hill and everything, do you see a situation where, like, let's say USC does decide to cancel the season where like some SEC teams would maybe poach some of those players for a year? That's going to – I mean, th- that would have to be something that the NCAA is going to have to grant transfer uh, eligibility right away, you know? Like, so do I see that happening? Absolutely. You know, like, it's it's going to be tried. I would imagine that coaches already have a list. Coaches already have a list of if this team or this conference cancels, we're calling this player, this player, giving him the opportunity. Dan Patrick just said uh, he was told an hour ago that the Big Ten and Pac-12 will cancel their football seasons tomorrow. The ACC and the Big 12 are on the fence, and the SEC is trying to get teams to join them for a season. So to your exact point, the SEC, where it's considered different here, they could potentially be looking around at other conferences that are canceled and be like, yeah, they have a great fan base and a good team. Let's go ahead and try to get them in here. All right, they got a good team and a good fan base. Let's go ahead and get them in here. And the SEC could just be college football this season. And that is wild to think about because in 10 years from now, when the lawsuits come, who's going to get hit? Who's going to be affected more? The schools that opted out of playing football and lost their teams to other conferences or the people that played and potentially got their kid I, I mean there is a lot to d- uh, dissect here we have to get to a break for radio will you stick around for one question for youtube i got for you of course let's go to break on radio we'll be back on the other side to wrap up hour one jet passing mlb insider for espn will be joining us at 11 a.m sharp to talk about the mlb powering through this female covid19 a bitch dan yeah this is just for me, you, and YouTube. Pat, you're very good at what you do. Now, I usually miss those hard outs in a very regular basis. I, I, yeah, normally, I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, I, I, I normally <laughs> miss them. Let's talk about this, Dan. Okay, yeah. so if there's no college football, which the SEC is probably not going to let happen, which is good yeah. news. A lot has happened here in our last 20-minute conversation. Shout out to the SEC. Here we go, SEC. Just rolling the dice. Student human athletes, let's hope they're safe, but if they get it done. But let's say that means the SEC will be on Saturday primetime. Saturday will just be an SEC day. But let's say yes. let's just say that the SEC doesn't happen somehow. Whatever happens, happens. Let's say, and the NFL moves to primetime football on Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. Do you think you potentially get a chance to do Saturday night football since you didn't get Monday night football or, or what? What do you think? Uh, I don't know because I would imagine Herb Street becomes part of the NFL conversation. True. Um, Which, so that'll be part of it. And then, true. you know, Fox is going to have their crew. Like what happens? Do they do they do something with Joel Klatt? You know, so uh, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe not on network television. But um, <laughs> Dan, I want to let you know. Our entire office here was voting for you pretty heavily. Once my name was very clearly removed from the mix, our entire office was like, let's get our guy Orlovsky in there. I think you would have done a great job too, Dan. And now is not the time, but at some point it will come whenever your beautiful hair gets in that booth, and I can't wait for it. Thank you, bud. You know, I I appreciate that. I thought so too. Uh, (laughs) I voiced my opinion over the last week to the people who needed to be voiced to, but uh, they made their decision. And there's literally nothing you could do. Right? Like, there's literally nothing you could do. That, that is a very yeah. interesting – it's a very interesting position to be in there, wherever you're yeah. just, like, looking around. Because in football, okay, in football, you work to get better. You get better. Okay, you can compete. Okay, who gets it? Here we go. In this particular world, it's just like, yo, you got to sit and fucking back and just let somebody else make that decision because he's got to do what you <laughs> It's fucked up, Dan. It's not right, it's, Dan. Dude, it's 
And uh, I didn't know friendships carried as much weight as they do. Oh, all about it, you know. All right. All right, let's just get. All right, Dan, we'll see you. That'd be a walk off right there. I mean, that was very insightful and very deep. I want to let you know we appreciate your friendship here. You're the best, dude. You too, ladies and gentlemen. Future Monday Night Football commentator, Dan Ruoff. See you, Dan. Appreciate you, man. If your mailbox is anything like mine, 90% of the time, it's a fairly depressing place. Political bullshit flyers, utility bills, unholy amounts of coupons. But once a month, once a month, I do have a reason to be absolutely stoked. And that's because of my box of awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. And no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From styling, grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear inside. Already saving $25, hello, and get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code HEARTLAND at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code HEARTLAND for 20% off your first box. Here's what it is. Just a quick summary of why I love it. It's like Christmas once a month. A gift from me to me put together by people that know what's cool shit for me to get. And it just shows up. And I love it. I have stuff in the office from them. I have stuff at the house. I have stuff in the kitchen. I literally have stuff everywhere from them. Things that I would have never thought to buy myself. Bespoke Post is looking out for you. Boxofawesome.com. Use promo code HEARTLAND. Get 20% off and be pumped up for the gift that comes every month. Another situation that you have to keep an eye on, especially if you're an NFL fan, is what has been happening in the MLB. I believe there has been 7,000 reported cases of COVID-19, and the MLB is still powering through. Nobody expected it out of Rob Manfred, but somehow they've been able to figure it out. For better or for worse, to talk about that, our MLB insider from ESPN, good friend of the show, Jet Passing. Jet, you look amazing. Thank you for joining us. I assume your life is insane right now trying to keep up with all the cases of COVID in the MLB. It's, it's unbelievable. And, it, and it's unbelievable because we saw what happened with the Miami Marlins, and you figured that that was going to be like a warning shot, you know, that people were going to get that this thing is very transmissible and it can really harm your season. And now the St. Louis Cardinals haven't played since uh, July 29th. And I have no idea when they're going to be playing next. And you got Cleveland Indians pitchers who are leaving the hotel to go kick it in Chicago and uh, end up getting sent home. And like, like Zach Plesak, who had just pitched really well on Saturday, went out in Chicago Saturday night. Indians found out about it. 
and and sent him home. They didn't even like let him go. They they were like, no, dude, you got to get a car and drive back to Cleveland. Jeez. <laughs> so that's I assume that's a warning shot to not only and I think I saw you tweet about this not only to other players for the Cleveland team but also for the entire MLB about hey this is probably how we should handle this if we want to be able to be a self governing body which is what they have to be both individual the players yep. and the teams to do so this may be the drastic measures but to the MLB's credit they have probably gotten a lot more COVID cases than they imagined they were going to get and they are still playing right now is that the the idea that you're hearing is like hey it does not matter we are going to have this season regardless i think once the marlins outbreak hit and baseball just pushed right through that like you know they lost more than half of their big league roster and they were like you know damn the torpedoes full speed ahead we are gonna power on through this that it was clear at that point that baseball's mo is we are going to try to finish this season and then the Cardinals outbreak happens and it's just like, okay, we've, we've dealt with this before. We've seen this. We're going to reschedule a bunch of games. We're going to try to figure out, but the, the Cardinals are, they're a little bit different from the Marlins, Pat, because they actually went and traveled to, you know what? I've lost track of where it's the hell they are it's these days. Right. I don't know. They traveled though, and then had two more cases uh, pop up on the team. Another case after that. So they have to shut down for another three to five days. And who knows at what point they're going to be able to come back. Now Rob Manfred, the commissioner, has to look at them and say, okay, you're not going to play 60 games this year. So either we're going to uh, use your winning percentage to determine whether you make the playoffs or we're just going to you know, keep you out of the playoffs altogether. And I heard from a player last night who said, if the Cardinals play 45 games, it's 15 games less than we're playing and end up in the playoffs instead of us because of winning percentage, uh, that is a load of something I can't say because I work for ESPN, but you can fill it in because this is your show. Yeah, you're talking about a load of grumpy, a load of doo-doo, a load of crap, a load of... uh, Dookie. Deuce, yeah, all that. You're talking about a load of which I can't say actually because we're on a uh, Westwood one radio station. We are, That's we are, right. you're damn right. We are the, um, <laughs> the PGA commissioner, whenever Brooks Kepka's caddy came out with COVID-19 and Brooks Kepka, um, withdrew from the tournament that weekend he had a press conference and everybody thought the pga commissioner was going to say like uh since our cat one caddy got it we're going to shut this down instead the pga commissioner came out and said listen this is going to happen we got to be able to move on this is just what we're going to do and i think the pga i have not gotten official numbers from the pga but they might have had their best day yesterday especially with morikawa taking over but by the way he's very 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 good so they have had nothing the mlb i think is living along that same exact concept it's like hey listen this is going to happen we're just going to power through this this is the way it goes how much do you think the mlb's outbreak is affecting college football decision making right now and potentially nfl because those are the most similar operations because they're going to have to move around i think that college football right now is looking at major league baseball and saying that if we are going to be traveling if we are going to be moving around and if also we're going to be doing it in a contact sport then we are going to get positive cases and and it's not you know it's not only the fact that in college football you have the contact sport or you have the travel what you also have is a completely unfettered environment in which covid can run rampant because you're going to be going to classes you're going to have other students there are going to be parties you know there are just so many elements in college football that make 
containing it difficult. Though I will say this, and and I saw this, I, I saw this tweet yesterday. I think uh, I don't exactly remember who it was from, but about college football. I understand stay in your lane on baseball, Jeff. But but the idea that college football right now is trying to shut things down specifically because of COVID, I don't know that I fully buy that. I think college football is frightened about what athletes are doing and the oh. ownership that they're taking of their themselves of of themselves as uh, as a product and and someone who uh, by and large is being just milk dry when billions of dollars are being made on their backs and you saw what Trevor Lawrence came out with yesterday and you see what all these other athletes student athletes yeah student athletes are doing right now i think that college football is frightened at the revolution that's coming and is using this time right now in COVID almost as an excuse to try and get their ducks in a row Whoa. to fight this because wow. because wow. the ncw wow. Wow. Uh, pat pat hold on a sec i'm gonna i'm gonna show you something i don't please, know if you remember this please you were do playing in the nfl close. at this point i wrote a book called death to the bcs here we go jet <laughs> I have I have been on the college is uh, it, it, college sports are just the worst train for a long time and college sports aren't the worst because of the sports themselves they're the worst because of the people who make money oh. on the backs oh. of these athletes who are doing great things on a daily basis because of people who are running bowl games getting paid half a million dollars a year a million dollars a year for one game uh, because of the the conference commissioners because of the ad's because of all the people who get rich and the student athletes are the ones who are getting educations yes that's great but they are bringing in so much money right now and they want to get fairly compensated and you know what the truth is they deserve it jet incredible take there i did not know you had another book i knew you wrote the arm which was a bestseller mm -hmm. i would assume death to the bcs was as well back whenever that was happening the bcs i always wondered yeah. how the ncaa was allowed to regulate anything because they sold their right to name a champion to the bcs right the ncaa literally sold their right to decide declare who was a champion and everything like that how are they yeah, still allowed I to mean, regulate everything i don't know i think uh, i mean the, no the whole thing the whole thing's a cartel you know i i don't know if you've had have you had dan wetzel on on this program before uh, i don't think so the pretzel Dan Wetzel uh, is my uh, former colleague at Yahoo Sports and uh, the, the co-author and really the brains behind this book. And he, he knows more about college sports and about uh, just how corrupted it has been for a long time. I urge you to have him on the show to talk about this. Because, if Wetzel, if, uh, Wetzel, if Wetzel will come on the show, I'm for it. And I think he'll be excited. In, now, granted, you're a baseball insider, and I don't want you to have to stay in your lane here, but it does feel like the players, college players, are starting a union for the first time in yeah. ever, right? This has been a yeah. conversation for like When I was in school, there was still a conversation about us how we should start a, a union, and before that, there should be a union, and players should have a voice. And then the entire – what was that lawsuit with the uh, – game uh, uh, O'Banion. Uh, O'Banion. I got like 400 bucks for that. I mean, it was, it was that whole lawsuit thing that happened. And then now there's the name image and likeness uh, that the NCAA is trying to keep up with because the world's moving along. But from what I've been hearing, the SEC is potentially about to be the only league that's going to happen. And they're going to be plucking teams and players potentially. And this could be the time that a conference looks at the NCAA and says, nah, see you later. Yep. We are going to move forward. Let's talk about baseball though, before we let you go. And we can't thank you enough for this. Is baseball going to finish this season has it proved that baseball will finish this season by any means necessary 
No, I'm not there at this point that it's going to because, listen, I think all it takes is a, a pair of outbreaks at the same time. And listen, since the Cardinals, uh, there hasn't been, you know, I don't think there have been any positive tests in baseball outside of the Cardinals over the last week. Um, but it's it's always there. And that's the scariest part about this. It's always there. It's always lurking. It takes one mistake from someone. It may not even be a mistake from someone. You may go home and, and your grandma who you lived with may have gone out and, and brought COVID back. I mean, there, there are so many grandma, different scenarios where this thing completely can fall apart. Uh, baseball is going to try and push through it, but there has to be a breaking point. I just hope that we don't find out what it is. Um. Astros athletics, they fight each other. We find out no COVID is exchanged there. Will they let the managers fight with the umpires and the players fight with each other a little bit more? No chance. There, 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 is, there is going to be a nuclear suspension coming for Alex Cintron, the Astros hitting coach, who, who went all like, uh, who, who goes who goes like this? Is it like is it like Adam Cole with you? Oh yeah, like that. That is kind of what he did, didn't he? And then what happened? Yeah. Night night. Kind of did. Night night. Jet. Well, he did that. He did that to tie U.S. Colitis. Had to get a new chair to support his back because yep. Adam Cole pushed him. We still have broken heads. at thousands of dollars worth of damage. Then I go make. Hey, I make right with him. By the way, doing commentary. He comes over, pops off, assaults me with a bottle. Mm-hmm. Then I had to kick his head off his. His body. I almost dropped an F bomb there. Can, can I? Can I? Can I just? Can I just say this? My son, who is an enormous Pat McAfee fan. Here we go. And Smart kid. not just not just that. Not just an no enormous point. Pat McAfee fan, but was legitimately even more depressed than I was when you barred me for the show oh. because you thought I ghosted you. Well, you did. You did. Uh, that was he, not alleged or a thing. We, 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 you did ghost us. You did yeah. ghost us. He, he, he watched. Yeah, that didn't happen. He watched your punch. <laughs> He watched your punt at least ten times. He's like, replay it, replay it, replay it. I gotta see McAfee going to the going to the leg. Like the I mean, that's that's your go to move, right? Well, is there is there a move in wrestling yeah. that is stronger than the Pat McAfee punt? Nope. Well, Randy Orton does a punt and he's a legend killer and he's done it for a long time, so I would never ever want to put myself into that category because he's Potentially greatest of all time, working his way towards that right now. But I'll tell you what, this thing has kicked this soccer ball 124 miles an hour before, and it will bust your mouth. All right, Jet, thank you so much, man. Stay safe over there. Keep covering baseball. We hope that it finishes because everybody else is watching Rob Manfred seeing what they're doing. I think college football is going to be a new world. Maybe there will be a union. Maybe the NCAA will be gone. Maybe the Astros and athletics will lead to more fighting in baseball. I mean, there's a lot that could happen. Ladies and gentlemen, our favorite baseball insider wearing a camel shirt. Yeah. Connecticut college camels. Oh, con college. Oh, cool. I thought it was camel cigarettes. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do that. Come on. Well, we have a guy from New England who would do that. <laughs> Con College stinks, by the way. Uh, why? How do you know anything about uh, Connecticut College? I don't. My wife got this at a thrift store and brought it home. Uh, throw it out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jet Passing. Hey, Jet. Yeah. Hey, Jet. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in, in my pocket. Ha, ha. Macklemore used to be a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember J- when Macklemore? Just like college football. <laughs> oh, dude. 
This is going to be another minor league type of operation here. If you it, said you said during a break, like G League for the NBA. Yeah, exactly. The like, XFL was supposed to be that, but the NFL wouldn't get dance with them at all, no. right? And they, I think they wanted to see at least a season succeed. Coronavirus comes in, knocks it out. Plus, the person that was handing out nachos in Seattle that had it out there. <laughs> but now the Rock buys it for $15 million. Everybody's like, I think he also has to pay back all the people that were filing uh grievances with the xfl whenever it went bankruptcy so i think it's not just 15 million dollars for that you also have to pay a bunch of other stuff which by the way for the rock and the investment group is next to nothing the people have billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars that are investing in that but now they're gonna have competition with who the sec because the sec could potentially turn us into their own league what a wild august 10th all right all right a little jet pass in action Orlovsky, little life talk, little this, little that. Not a bad little Tuesday. We're back on Thursday. Um, from all of us to all of you, we are so incredibly thankful for you. Big things are on the horizon, obviously. I got a match in 11 days. Okay. I'll be wrestling another human in 11 days. Can't embarrass myself. Got to get a win. Okay. Got to get a W. Can't lose. Cannot be defeated in wrestling have to be undefeated in wrestling i beat a guy named Warpig back in the day in iwa east coast kicked his head off as well pinned him one two three me and nick moraldo and cfo phil ran out the back door that was like 13 years ago but now nxt takeover august 22nd summer slam weekend here we go can't lose, cannot lose, have to win, have to win. We must win. All right, let's enjoy the hell out of it. Ty Schmidt, we're back Thursday. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music.